Hello all, new and devoted listeners, here we are again, and this episode takes a look at profanity. Is it wrong to swear? Do we like to swear? Will we ever reach a consensus? Who the fuck knows? Our guest for this episode is comedian Alexis Dubis. Fuck cunts. Our guest for this episode is Alexis Dubis, and as always, this is The Sunday Spit Rose. Sunday Spit Roast. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Sunday Spit Roast. We're back again. I'm joined by Damien Kingsley. Hello. And also Charlie Stanton. Hello. Today we are in the fabulous orbiting international spit station, <laughs> uh, going across the world and we're just looking down on it and seeing what's going on. How are you guys? <laughs> what was that? The spit station orbiting around. <laughs> <laughs> like the Jetsons. Just like the Jetsons. Just yeah, like I like that. It's like 1950s sort of circular decor or everything. Yeah, it's good. So today we're actually having a new episode. We're going to talk about profanity. Damien, uh, would you mind just uh, giving us an idea of what this podcast is about? Well, I think yeah, we're talking about profanity and swearing. Um, a lot of people are offended by uh, certain words, uh, swear words. You know, I think we get told in a lot of different contexts not to, not to swear, not to blaspheme. Um, and I've always been quite comfortable with swearing. I've, I've been brought up in quite a sweary background. I find it a bit of an imposition when people tell me not to use certain language because I, you know, there, there are probably kind of types of language that they would use that I wouldn't begin to tell them not to use. So I think it's about freedom of speech. And I think there's, um, I think it's quite divisive as well. I think, um, lots of different social groups might swear. Some might not swear. It's, um, it's kind of, it's about your upbringing. Um, it's about your age, your gender, perhaps. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's definitely a good idea to roast it today. Um, mm. For me, obviously, you know, as a caveat to the episode, obviously we will be swearing a lot because yeah. it, it, it's in context to what we're doing. Yeah. But for me, I, I really think... Um, do you want me to go back and do that intro more swearing? Uh, no, no, that's fine. You're all right. I think it's so, very polite. We're talking it? about the fucking nature of <laughs> speech yeah. and free fucking freedom Cunt, of speech. Cunting fucking profanity, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, look, look. I, I think this episode, right, is as much about profanity as it is about offence. Yeah. What we're actually really talking about is why people are getting offended, and then just it happens to be profanity is the sort of spearhead of that. Really, what we're talking about is probably swearing in a general context. When people say um, make you feel uncomfortable for, for swearing, that is in any general sort of relaxed environment. I think if you're just talking to people, just friends, and you're out and about, you're in a pub. Then use whatever fucking language that you bloody want. I yeah, just yeah, don't, yeah, I, I yeah. just think. I think I, they're infringing on your freedom yeah. to, to use language that isn't inappropriate in that context. Yeah. yeah it, I don't understand why it should be. If you're honestly telling me that the order of a certain few syllables has the ability to cause someone genuine distress, they need to be take out, taken out and shot. Don't you think? Yeah, no, I know. I think, squad. but I think yeah. the, the distress is down. real, though. Do you know do, what I mean? Do you think? Do you think it is? It's no, I think, I think so, someone's hardwired to not like uh, profanity. Then they will be distressed by hearing someone go off on one. Yeah, they will. And I'm not, I'm not saying they're, they're 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 right for feeling that way. I'm saying the feelings are right. Okay, I've, I've they're, got ha- great, they're having those. Feelings. I've got a great example of this. Okay. Um, uh, me and you were there. Do you remember that um, uh, gig in Edinburgh with Kerry Marks? Oh yes, yeah. And he said the cunt word. Yeah. And there were it was in the afternoon. Um, yeah. a, a gig that me and Frank were doing, like a three hander. Kerry Marks, brilliant comedian. Yeah. Um, sometimes uses a c word in quite an intelligent way. Really funny. I mean, I've seen him storm it loads of times. But unfortunately, he had the worst demographic in for him mm. because. Uh, 
like about six lovely old ladies yeah. from the Highlands came down for the afternoon mm. like to Edinburgh to visit the Fringe and they were lovely they, they, oh, they were, he was so on nice. last <laughs> yeah. we were all joking with them at the beginning they, they, were, they were great just really good audience members daytime members they were all chipping in finding everything funny mm. they were good right mm. yeah and what happened was he, he started doing this bit about the C word mm. and obviously using it and they were immediately offended incandescent mm. yeah they were <laughs> and the room went silent because because the rest of the room as well range. was it went so awkward because they could see that these this group of lovely old ladies weren't comfortable with with that word being used mm. and one of them said something like oh i don't don't like that word we can't hear that used and then and then kind of uh carried because he, he's great and he's also he, he likes a debate as well so he kind of dug in mm. like um and just went and tried to debate it with them and he, and he kind of wanted their rationale for why that word offended them yeah and as you say it's hardwired because mm. they're not going to change their mind about no, about no. that word that, that, yeah and, that, and that's 70 true. years you know, old pe- you know? people are i mean I, i'm not saying they're right uh, i'm just saying that the, the emotions are real mm. people people will you know flare up like uh, like a, like an airbag will come out in front of them metaphorically speaking and they won't like it and it'll take them you know once you once you're all hopped up it's hard to climb down from that point. It takes yeah. mo- you, know, you can't just switch off an emotion when it <laughs> kicks off. You, you have to sort of work it out of your system. Yeah. So. Can you imagine what, what did Kerry think was going to happen? I mean, it was great for him giving it a go, but yeah. did he think that these um, old ladies from the Highlands were going to go? Oh, yeah, actually, actually, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you put it like that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using it. You, you, you cunt him right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. You made a cunt of myself there. Eh? Anyway, look, but going on to swearing, right? Uh, you know, I, I dug up, this is, this is, uh, an online thing. This is the online slang dictionary, and this is a voted on most rude words. So I'm just yeah. going to go through the top 10 with you mm-hmm. and just see what you think, right? Mm. So th- this is voted by everyone on the internet, right? Yeah. So this is, this is what people are thinking. So at number 10, coming in on a strong, strong placement is suck a fat baby's dick. Number 10. Yeah. Suck a fat baby. Bit wordy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One I like the most is cock, cock juggling thunder cunt. I quite like that. That is really nice. That's, that's a, a funny literary one, yeah. context to it. That's yeah. number nine. I think I really like uh, I like thunder cunt as well. Yeah, that's th- good. Thunder cunt is brilliant. Yeah. That, that takes no, cunt to a new level. Not yeah. being funny, the one that has got me at the moment is number seven, you Cleveland steamer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is from, from I've eight, never even heard that. Eight, 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 have you heard eight, that? Eight up to no, two. Man. Eight up to two are all sexual references. So eight is glass bottom boat. That's where oh, someone puts a cellophane over their face and someone takes a dump on them. Then you've got a Cleveland That's steamer, good. which is someone taking a dump on your chest. Ah. Uh, rusty trombone is someone jerk, jerking you off while licking your arsehole. Okay. Is it? That's a rusty trombone. I thought rusty trombone was just an old penis. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's basically someone, someone's, someone's pulling your, your, your member and then, and, 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 and basically, uh, <laughs> rimming you at the same time. That's horrific. Oh. Yes, that's the rusty trombone. A bumpkin. I didn't No, blumpkin. Blumpkin yeah. is where someone's giving you fellatio and you're shitting at the same time. You're having a crap. What's wrong with that? No, <laughs> nothing. I'm just saying it's that, that's, that's number five in the most profane things yeah. on the internet. Is there one about if they're sucking you off and they're having a crap? I don't know. Maybe there is. It's not, it's not be, a swear word. That's a reverse plumpkin. These are obviously is. terms of, 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 of insult, yeah? A reverse, reverse plumpkin. <laughs> Um, a, a cum dumpster is yeah uh, yeah, yeah that, that yeah yeah arse mucus they're pretty I find them like disgusting in a childish way yeah they are yeah. that's it they're, they're, they're puerile they're, they're, yeah. they are but they're, they're lovely yeah. descriptions like basically they're, they have very English. brutal uh, visual images and this is an example of where Actually, a word is very close to the image. Yes. Yeah. It's you not get, like uh, it's almost onomatopoeic. You, you get the, you there's, get a, the, there's an immediate visual image yeah. of the action Such that it as connotes. Meat yeah. flap. 
a meat flat. Well, I gotta say, from, from 10 through to 20, it's, it's lots Jesus. of different names of, of ladies' bits that didn't quite make the grade, like fuck hole, meat flap, hairy axe wound. Um, How long does this go on for? Uh, it's 100. It's quite big. But obviously, at the top is cunt. Uh, but number two is felt. Felt. Felt, yeah. That's where you lick. That's when you, you put drink a straw up no, someone's No, no, you drink up. cum at someone's ass. I thought so, it was with a straw. It could be with a straw. I think felching, I've heard that felching is. Being done with a straw. To lick or suck the semen from the anus of another person yeah. is I, the definition. A straw is just a tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, it just helps, does it? Yeah, yeah. you get in but, there further. But, no, but the thing is, it make more sense if the tongue was involved, don't you think, as a sexual act? The straw is just I'm very, very, awkward. very surprised that that is I would two. say, I would I'm say, Charlie, if he's using a, a straw... He's, I'm, if I'm using it, a fucking it's, 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 it's quite a squeamish uh, felcher. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Is it? So it's like the pathetic way of felching, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? No, 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 Hello. 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 Hi, Alexis. You um, you did a show, I think, um, a few years back about swearing. Um, I think the title was, what was it, A Ruddy Brief History of Swearing? It was just that, yeah. It was A Ruddy Brief History of Swearing, which had changed <laughs> when I did it overseas because people didn't realise what ruddy meant. Right. <laughs> so, so I had to change it to the slightly more blunt, A Bloody Brief History of Swearing. But it was kind of for both, and it sort of diminished the, the, the joy of the title for me because the joy it had ruddy with a, an asterisk uh, in, in place of the U, yeah, which kind yeah. of made me laugh as a title, which someone sort of picked up on as well as a, 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 and, and, and uh, slighted me for it, not really getting the joke <laughs> of what I'd done. <laughs> no, how could, yeah, it was a journalist who hadn't even seen the show. It's like, oh, look at this guy putting on a show called A Ruddy Brief History Swear, and he's blanked out the U. It's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the joke. So it was a guy from The Independent, and, and no, from Financial Times. And he never, someone, never came to see the show. It's always someone that doesn't bother seeing the show that has everything more negative to say, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did but you anyway, explain yes. the joke to him? No, I, he was it was a very facetious sort of post. And for a man who hadn't even seen the show, I just kind of... No, I think I did write something back sort of equally arsing and not getting it again. So I just... <laughs> why, why do I bother? Actually, Alexis, sorry. This is completely off subject. And I, I, I'm naughty for doing this. But this has just reminded me of that absolutely ludicrous review that you got from someone for um marcel lucant oh yeah i don't mind discussing this at all that was hilarious <laughs> we can keep this on record no that was that was amazing as well that was that was on a, on a par with that really of someone not getting it that was um for those who don't know what we're talking about i do a a, a french character as well called marcel lucant yeah uh, it is um it's not anti-comedy but it's it's a very sort of dour character and it's a very um kind of pretty much what i believe the people want the french to be which is kind of aloof snooty haughty womanizing all these things and my first review of edinburgh last year was was a one-star review from a um uh, a website i believe called arts award voice and um, what whatever that means and um and it was incredible and it was it was uh, her trying to it was it was a a young journalists i think the the point of the website was to get young people into um <laughs> criticism 
racism <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and right, rather than giving them money to put on a show let's just send them around criticizing things yeah. they don't understand so <laughs> she, she said something like, like i must admit the, the first sentence didn't even make sense i think it was something like i must admit I'm not a watcher of the stand-up comedy or something like that. And so that was, you know, that was a bizarre start anyway. And yeah. then sort of went on to say that she, she didn't understand why this man who was being so rude to an audience was getting laughs. I mean, she gave me, along with the one-star review, a cracking uh, quote, I believe, that said something like, I could not understand why the entire crowd was in hysterics at this man. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. Maybe, perhaps I missed something. So I just popped that on as a quote and, the, and a big one star on this on these big posters that I had yeah. around Edinburgh. And it seemed, just for a laugh, because I was yeah, yeah, I was yeah. confident in the show. You know, it had that been a few years ago maybe that might have shaken me a bit that that was my first review i got of one a, a glowing one star in edinburgh and as it was i i believe one star is the new five stars i think more people talked about that review it was quite ridiculous i think she even sort of i think she did a bit of research she said after a quick google search i realized he wasn't even french and, but, and yet for the rest <laughs> For, for the and that was that shocked her. That she she didn't like that at all, um, <laughs> and so didn't still didn't twig that it was a character thing or that, that this grotesque sort of creation was a character, and and then didn't even correct her previous sentences, calling him a Frenchman and and called and it was, <laughs> it, you know, if if it's some if if the purpose of this website was to set up, uh, you know, the students in a in a critical. Uh, you know, in critical professions and, and, and that kind of thing. Well, surely there should have been someone sub-editing it <laughs> along the way. Do you know what? It probably flogged me a few tickets as well along the way. I think just the yeah. audacity of someone putting up this one-star review that was clearly nonsense, I think, kind of helped. So no, no, so that's, that's what you want to be going for, all, Edinburgh, all people about to go up to Edinburgh. Make sure your first one is, is a terrific one-star. Guarantees bums on seats. What actually made you... Do a show about swearing. Well, it was my first full show in Edinburgh, actually. And I, I, I was kind of, yeah. it's, it's a big leap for any comic. And I kind of, I didn't want to just do my circuit material. I didn't want to just go up and take an hour of stuff that I'd done on the circuit again and again. I thought that that felt a bit pointless. And mm. I'd been up the year before kind of going without a show and thinking, what do I want to do? What, what, what do I want to make my first hour? And it was a year when there were a lot of, um, there seemed to be a lot of profanity going around. There was, you know, I think um, uh, Frankie Boyle was sort of on the rise and it was, yes. well, he was already sort of known name. There was Frankie Boyle, Jerry Sadovich. I think there were probably a few shock comedians coming over from the US. Jim Jeffries as well was sort of pretty big. And, and there seemed to be a lot of people getting offended and there seemed to be a lot of people doing the offending, but no one actually looking into the offence and why mm -hmm. this is happening and why we get offended by these little words, these little four-letter words. And yeah. it, and it yeah. just struck me as a really interesting thing. I, I studied psychology as well um, at uni, oh, and I, oh. I, I sort no, of really, found really. linguistics and, and, and the sociology of that sort of thing really fascinating. And I, and I started reading up more and more on it. Um, books by Steven Pinker and um, yes, yes. Uh, Bill Bryson did a great one as well. There was and and um, Balder Dash and Piffle have just sort of come out, I think, as well. And there, and, and, and there seemed to be... Um, Sort of a lot of interest in linguistics, and I just thought it, it was the perfect sort of Edinburgh show to do. I thought, that, you know, it was on yeah, the free yeah. fringe. Uh, it was at 6 p.m. on the free fringe in a central venue in Scotland, and it was a free show about swearing at dinner time, you know. So yes. it, was, it, it just seemed like a, uh, yeah, it really, it was, it was kind of, yeah, the right thing to do. I actually, I actually saw that show. I don't know if you remember. I, um, <laughs> I'm sure you don't. 
But uh, yeah, I came along and I think we had a little conversation about Japanese swear words at the end of a show. Yeah, because the Japanese obviously are very polite and sort of don't yes. have that many. Isn't isn't there? Well, it might be you that told me this actually. I seem I seem to sort of get the idea that the the strongest swear you can do in Japanese is to call someone an idiot, basically. Yes, that yeah, right? that that is the their main kind of um, the word that they'd use, but with very strong intonation in you know if they're about to have a fight or something, or you know if they're you know, full of kind of car rage or, or whatever. They just change the intonation rather than the word itself. Yeah, right. So, so I mean, that's that's kind of as it should be, like insulting someone's intelligence, isn't it? That, that, that's how a, a good swear should be. Off the back of that first show in Edinburgh, I had someone coming from the Adelaide Fringe to come and see it, and, and someone from Italy uh, coming to see ran shows in Rome. And basically, the, the, the show ended up just taking on this life that, uh, God, I was doing it for about a good couple of years afterwards, actually, in, in, in different places, to literary festivals. I went out to Australia. I did it out there. I did it in Vietnam, in Rome. I, I, uh, God, all over. And it was... Um, and obviously, the, the the middle chunk of the of the show was kind of all about international swears and how much, yeah, you know what what kind of has uh, has value in uh, in other cultures. And that bit just grew and grew and grew until until the end. Uh, by the end, it was a touring show. It was a full ninety minute touring show, a large yeah. bulk of it, and all and usually the most popular part of the night was discussing, uh, you know international swearing and me building up this this little treasure trove of, of wonderful <laughs> swears um i think the cantonese version of fuck off literally translates as trip over in the street and die <laughs> <laughs> so it's very specific and it's very you know brutal and, and then a lot of the dutch words and the scandinavian words they're very dark with their swearing that a lot of them involve cancer uh cancer dog yeah. or, or cancer you know there's a canker is is, is used a lot um, you know, wishing cancer upon uh, someone or some member of their family. Um, and there was a terrific Afrikaans one from what I remember. It, it, it translated, uh, you were born out of your mother's ass because her <laughs> pussy was too busy. <laughs> oh my God. Which I mean, is, is pretty cutting in English, but if you can imagine that being spat out in Afrikaans, it was tremendous. <laughs> Based on that sort of um, experience now or that knowledge you have of international swearing, what when you look back at the way the English swear, how do you feel about that? The fact that a lot of our swear words are connected to sort of sexual acts or or body parts. Well, I suppose a lot of them come from the Germanic roots, and so yeah. um, that was always seen. Whereas sort of the Norman uh, words that we've got from the Norman language are quite often very sophisticated words and a very <laughs> um, you, know, you know as you as you would expect the the, the kind of uh, have French origin and kind of and and uh, and and have. Yeah, that's a what je ne sais quoi about them. Uh, the Germanic words that we use, like sort of shit, uh, and and I think fuck possibly originally came from Norse uh, 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 sources and uh, a Norsey source, um, and, and so that <laughs> tends to be a bit more vulgar, and they tend yeah. to uh, be a bit more brutal and sort of to the point. Yeah. Um, and it's also and the the interesting thing is is also the the sound of the words and 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 the the word sounds the plosives and fricatives. So um, that the ones that have lasted the test of time have done so because of the words they contain. So a fuck, like a fricative is a f, yeah. you know, or there's a plosive, which is a p or a yeah. b or a d. So fuck, prick, dickhead, anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's from, and there's, and that's another reason why people believe, and here it comes, here's the big one, cunt, uh, is so much worse in English as cunt than it is in French as it is con. Because it doesn't have that that nasty T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
con in French, even though it does technically mean that, would be, if you see it translated in films, the subtitle would read idiot. <laughs> so the Japanese would love it. But it's, it, yeah, con to mean con, you know, whereas you are a cunt. Yes. So it's like, about, it's about the kind of the idea being in re- reinforced by the strong kind of sound as well. Do you find that internationally every language follows that same pattern of the, the main swear words in their dialect are still rather quite biting and abrupt to say? Uh, yeah, generally. I think that is the case, actually, from what I remember. I'm trying to think of sort of examples that are against that rule, and I, I can't really. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah, most, most of them ha- are nasty because they sound nasty. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> and that's why we love them. Yeah. Um, Alexis, thank you for giving up your time. Before you go, um, I mean, um, is there anything at the moment that you would like us to mention on the podcast um, that you know, we can kind of plug for you at all? Uh, well, you've caught me at an interesting time because I'm about to uh, uh, fuck off. We can promote, promote that for you if you like. Leave the country. I'm, I'm off to uh, France for a month to go and train at uh, Gaulier School to go and uh, be a clown for a month. So I don't oh, wow. have much scope coming up um, um but well i don't know well I'm, I'm i'm planning on resurrecting the swearing show out in australia again i've never done it out in perth yeah so yeah. i'll be probably taking it out to perth if you've got any australian listeners i'll be taking it out in january yeah, um yeah. i'd imagine next year uh i'm doing my spoken word show cars and girls uh back in august which i've just this sort of the last one of the tour and i'll be doing quite a few festivals in august as marcel as my alter ego my gallic alter ego one star <laughs> i'll be doing him at shambhala uh, wilderness and the green man festival so yeah. there's a few little things coming up but i'll tell you what why did i say this look at alexisdubus.com d-u-b-u-s cheers Thanks. man bye cheerio bye-bye Cheer. take care manners exist so that we don't offend people right um and why would we risk offending people uh by using sort of swear words and language that they're not comfortable with offense right is an important part of social relations right without mm. the ability to offend people with ridiculous ideas would just go around unchallenged right i think it's an important thing to do people people seem to think that offense is is just wrong there's this modern idea that offense is actually offensive yeah it actually and just just if you are offensive then you've lost every argument but aren't manners redundant once they're once they're outside of a particular context table manners yeah good example they're for the table yeah don't apply them to the calf but they're Still, don't you McDonald's. still don't you still think that they're only a formal guideline? But but what, what yeah. you know, for instance, I, I I like manners. Manners help mm. us all get mm. on with each other and be mm. nicer. And, mm. But things like you know whether I use the fish knife or the fucking the actual <laughs> knife, it's just ridiculous. It's a, that that that's not that sort of manners that are based on sort of class superiority. Yes, and I don't really get that. And this is kind of the basis of my question that manners are there to make people feel comfortable. Um, but those manners are clearly no, they, there to make people feel as if they don't little and unimportant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about I mean for me. It's like the idea you've always got to open a door for a lady. For instance, I think you should open doors for everybody. Yeah, right? yeah I do as well. So yeah. the idea that it has to be someone has to have a vagina before you open a door for them yeah. is just ridiculous. It's like, well, what, why, why not just do it for everyone and there's no yeah. problem? Right? Yeah. And it's nicer. Yeah, you, you could have a big burly guy behind you. Just hold the door for him. You know, it's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he won't be belittled by doing it. He might actually think, oh, that's very nice. Cheers. Yeah. You look nice. You know, 
Maybe manners only exist for uh, your relationship with people you don't know and and acquaintances. Mm. And that's it. So we're not arguing, though, for example, that we should be able to go along to a dinner party and say cunt, are we? No, not at all, no. No. If you swear, you are either sort of a bit of a scummy person or you lack a certain amount of intelligence. That's Mm. just bollocks. But if anything, I'm offended by the fact that you think that about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually, (laughs) you know, actually, if offence is going around, you're dishing it out too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That somehow. If you yeah. just allow me to be myself and if I use the word fuck because it actually adds to a bit of humour or makes a, a point a bit more dramatic. Look, Damien, if I look at you right now, if, if we were out and I could say in a really grimacing sort of way, you fucking spanner. Yeah, yeah. You fucking, you know, without in the fucking, yeah, if yeah, I just yeah. went, you spanner, you blamange. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that bag? Yeah. Where'd you get that man? But I don't even have to really use specific Leave key my man bag offensive out. words. But, but then you get, yeah. you, you get people who then react to that by, by trying to be offensive but without swear words. So you get people who say like, what a mother humper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, surely, well, surely it's your rage that you need to curb rather than the actual word that you... I yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you're swearing right now. Yeah. yeah. You know you're swearing right yeah. now. You should be able to be offended or, or to be profane in the same, in the moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. I say people haven't, don't have the right if they're offended to just be offended. They have to back it up with why they're being offended. Right? That's my point. Like if I, if I went to someone and said, oh, you know, like, you know, something, if I, if I walked into a, into a blaspheming minefield of, <laughs> yeah, and, and suddenly I was just by accident saying something that someone found religiously offensive, I don't give a shit because, you know, the, the, the bla- blasphemy is, is the most ridiculous set of ideas I've ever heard. Mm. Yeah. You don't have the right to be offended. You're, you're, there's nothing sacred about what you believe that gives you that immunity from, from, from my condemnation. Do you know what I mean? I do think it's funny. The idea of blasphemy is still hypocritical because you'll have you you could turn around and say Jesus Christ or Oh my God, which isn't they're, they're blasphemous. They're blasphemous. They're blasphemous yeah. But people people that are of a particular sex will be like, don't use Oh my God, that's offensive. I, you can't offend God in that way. And they could actually just be being equally as blasphemous about some little Mexican god somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. they don't give a shit because yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. offended. Not their right? gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Some little Mexican god. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Santa Vaca. Yeah. Santa hey, Vaca. Hey, see, Santa Vaca here. Yeah, and you just think... <laughs> oh, I can eat the world, god. see? Just like, okay, so don't worry about offending your people. We'll just offend, <laughs> offend the next group of people instead. Oh, yeah. I've got... um. A- Actually, I, I read um, a thing by Stephen Fry. He he's, uh, he's wrote this essay called um, "Don't Mind Your Language." It's really good. It sort of gets to the the, the basis of kind of linguistic. Maybe we can uh, repost that on our site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we should if we can. Put it up for um, people to read. No, it's really it's really insightful, and it's um, it's basically his story of of moving away from being a pedant to absolutely not being that and, and not being, you know, making people feel bad about the types of language they use because it's all mm. kind of individual and unique and everyone's got their own history behind the way they use certain words and everything, you know, maybe class or whatever. The people who kind of prescribe rules and, and tell you what not to say aren't these uh, creative um, linguistic geniuses. They're not the people writing poems or coming up with the best examples of language. All they're doing is tell, telling people what not to say yeah, exactly, a lot yeah. of the time. They're so no one's, going, of they're, they're going, yeah, don't say this, but here's a wonderful way in which to use our, yeah. our extraordinary language. They're just saying, no, these are the rules, stick to yeah. them. Well, who, was so, that, who was that woman that wanted everything banned on TV? Oh, Mary Whitehouse. Mary Whitehouse. Mary Whitehouse. Yeah, yeah. She never created shit, didn't yeah, she? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, yeah. Just created, she just wants to stop things. Created yeah. angst. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs>
maybe manners need to be rethought out. Maybe there needs to be a new charter of manners, like a modern, like 21st century rule book yes. of manners. Yes, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we can all contribute to. Is yeah, it? But don't you think yeah. it's amusing, though, how we can all go around worrying about particular manner sets, but then as soon as you know someone on a relaxed personal basis, they'll basically say, I don't fucking worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think, you know, if 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 I'm with a really good mate, they make me feel comfortable in their house yeah like like frank we go around for a party or whatever there's no problem going to the fridge and getting a beer yeah exactly something yeah. like that it's just you you would make us feel comfortable with that right yeah you relax you can say what you, you wouldn't want sit there and crack right off in public but as soon as you're in the front yeah, room but, with but, your but mates you just suddenly hear <laughs> yeah. don't mind i'm just relaxed i'm just relaxed yeah i'm having a good time it's like, yeah. it's like, that's a compliment yeah. <laughs> Certain types of language annoy different people, like swearing might offend, you know, someone who, of a certain generation or social group. Um, there's, there's kinds of language that really annoy me, like business jargon. So, you know, what do we do about that? Do we, is, is it for me to go around telling people not to use phrases like, uh, think outside the box? <laughs> can, I, can I actually shut them down on that and, uh, and ban it? Um, because that's what they do to me, uh, you know, if they, if they heard me swearing. I'm the same. I, I cannot stand business jargon. But you work in quite a, like a reasonably yeah, corporate yeah, environment, yeah. right? So you must get, do you get it all, all the time? All the time, all the time. Well, we actually worked out once, we actually worked out doing business jargon bingo. Yeah. So you can play it at meetings. You write down all the, all the things people say and you sort of play it under the table. <laughs> as people say things, you just tick them off. Uh, so you get a bingo on the whole thing. But no, all that kind of like, you know, uh, idea bomb or well, uh, idea I, I, bomb. Yeah. Idea. I want to throw an idea bomb into the room. <laughs> you, know, you know, heard that before? Yeah. 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 Or is it yeah, a thought grenade or something? Yeah. It's, it's I, well, I'm just going to throw this cunt grenade into your meeting. Well, yeah. And like, you know, why do they get to decide what's offensive? It, yeah. Assuming they find it offensive. But I think I've got, I've got a rationale. I like, I, I think I could articulate why it is that I'm offended by that and i think we all could but i mean it's because it's it, it's a cliche and it closes down individual kind of ways of expressing things yeah yeah so yeah. if you're using cliches you know like outside the box or whatever yeah you, if, if you're saying outside the box you're not thinking outside the box no no yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the irony of that one <laughs> yeah totally yeah. <laughs> well it's true yeah that's what it's like in the meeting room yeah even though they're putting that outside image of hello well, welcome to us we are the avistar group mm -hmm. who invest in blue sky thinking <laughs> the people that are writing it's another voice to the repertoire yeah. hello <laughs> who, who lives in a house like slightly this? frank spencer but I, I like it it's good it's your office voice but in the office your boss is still going to turn around and go wait i wanted that report on my desk at six you cunt yeah, are they? And his, well, the, the office, in, the office environments that I've fucking been in do. Yeah, yeah. here's when I get at the, end, at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting down this conversation at yeah. the end of the day. This is the last word on it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Business, no, not. <laughs> if our we've got a business, this what you're, what we're doing here, in a sense, is a, a form of business, isn't it? No, and we we are using that language to attract our audience. Yeah. We like. To attract people who are happy to use the word cunt, yeah. cunt flange, <laughs> cunt squib. Just cunt, any, 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 just any, any member of any, a cunt family. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You cunt fuck it, cunt, <laughs> cunt frigate. Cunt frigate. Just not, I make words up sometimes. <laughs> that would be noticed. <laughs> but with the people that we want to attract, I mean, there's no point in us going, hi, we're Frank, Damien and Charlie and uh, we... Like we, to think outside the box. And we love, <laughs> we love blue sky thinking. Yeah. We, we wouldn't really attract the people that we care about attracting. No. For seven years, I was in an office environment where where we had this not only corporate language that exists in every business imposed on us, so people are using the, you know, the cliches, mm. But they come up with their own language as well. So you've got your own kind of 
terms like we talked about having 2020 vision for yeah. a 2020 strategy but they would they would impose these corporate values on you and they'd have to you'd have to explain how you're living the corporate values and all of that in these workshops which was terrible so you had to take on board that language and, and speak in a language that i think i'm going to sound like a hippie here but if you had any element of character or individuality that was not something that they wanted expressed in. No, office. no. But also, I, I think it's not your it's not your employer's business what you think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 actually, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think they're, they're not they're not they're not buying your mind. They're buying your labour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's basically it. So, but this whole idea. That's a point I made loads. To, uh, yeah, have to actually sort of like you know what, what are the values of the company? Do you do you align with the values of the company? Oh, Can alignment, you alignment. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It, it's just. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, alignment. It's, it's true, you know. It's like you know. I, I actually feel yeah. like saying, like, "I'm sorry, that's absolutely none of your business." What I think. There was a director, a PR director in my old company. He was a dick, and um, he got fired. But his boss fired him. He was a dick, and um, it, this this bloke went into the like the more senior director's office to talk about it. Fucking went mental. Called him, called him a cunt, and kicked a bin over. Mm. <laughs> it was the best thing ever from a man in a suit who tried to be responsible and rational for the last two years. There's nothing better than seeing someone hair dryer someone else. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, that far away from your face, just yeah. <laughs> and then and the person having to take it, just like yeah, it just it's the most beautiful thing in nature why, to see that happen. Why do we love seeing the nerd flip out? But it's, it's wonderful. It's true. Isn't it? I mean, this this is these are the real moments in people's lives. That's where yeah. that's why profanity is important because people are being real they're actually yeah, expressing they're themselves human. you know you're actually yeah. break up fuck this shit is a mm. perfect expression yeah, you're, you're so, a, I, I want this shit to stop right now we're going to talk about some real stuff yeah right? as a pr director as a first sincere thing he'd said in yeah, yeah. all about time yeah Basically, yeah, yeah. And, and you know the next thing that's going to follow is either something incredibly real or insightful or the person's a fucking idiot they, they, yeah. they're, they're, they're exposing their hand they're saying that yeah this yeah this is what i fucking got motherfucker you know three aces and you know and uh, two queens you know yeah. we aces over queens fuck you you know they're, they're giving us some of that shit right so and they have to have it but the point when you when you launch into it like that everyone knows and it's, it's a public declaration everyone around you like say in your office environment yeah. pricks up you know it doesn't matter how important what you're doing that spreadsheet can wait you know? yeah. <laughs> i want to see how this is this could be a fist fight do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know something real is happening and also probably in that circumstance you knew it was coming you yeah, know, the, 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 the atmosphere in the office, there was attention, yeah. you, something had to give. And it was a release for everybody. You know, you're all outside smoking or in the pub later, like, fuck, did you see that thing happen? My God, no. Gary was, a, was was an animal. I mean, you say that um, swearing's a lot about, or, or, or maybe connected to letting off steam. And I, mm. I made a note, um, I was reading I yesterday. Well. It says, um, Keel University researchers Stevens, Atkins and Kingston found that swearing relieves the physical effects of pain. Stevens yes, said, I would advise people if they hurt themselves to swear. I was just thinking, how did they research that? <laughs> uh, maybe like in A and E, they said they said, "Oh, we're not really giving out morphine for a while. What you're going to have to do is just uh, lay there for a bit and just say fuck every ten minutes." Is that would be funny. Like, so yeah. you got a very aggressive strain of cancer. Um, can I advise you just to swear a lot <laughs> to well, handle the pain? But apparently, it diminishes as well. Like the more you swear, the more it di- diminishes. So it's so the idea of like you can prescribe a certain amount of swears per hour, but no more. Yeah. So you've got you've got an hour. You've got ten fucks, two cunts, and that's it. But don't you just think that that just lifts the lid on the fact that the need to swear or the the action of swearing is wholly biological and uncontrolled i mean why do people if they're pissed off or in a physical pain they don't sit there before they release and go what word am I going to use to... No. No, no, no. They it's come like, out with it. It's, it's almost... Fuck's tere- sake. It's almost so, Tourette's-y. It, yeah, yeah, so... Intuitive that, swearing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about kids? 
and swearing, sheltering children from either hearing language or using it themselves. It just seems pointless in the sense that you're sheltering them from the inevitable. There's a wonderful thing about innocence. and yeah. uh, You know, like, sorry to be a fucking English lit dick about mm-hmm. it, but you know the, the poems Innocence and Experience, that kind of, that the way we, we take away that experience by exposing kid, uh, innocence, by exposing them to various kinds of human experience and that. I think there's something to be um, protected there. Like, would we, are we saying that we expose kids to everything? Um, I don't think kids should swear. No? Uh, no. I, th- I think they're gonna. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I don't think, but, but that's the thing, you, you've got to, it's like, you know, if we were talking about alcohol, hmm. right, and people are like, oh, children are out drinking and they're going out being sick and defecating hmm. everywhere and breaking up bus stops and then people hmm. say, oh, well, well the French, you know, they get out of a glass of wine at the meal, right, with their kids and hmm. it's much more civilised. That's why when you go to Europe, all, everyone's all cunts walking around drinking wine hmm. and, and having hmm. a great time. And the same as swearing, you should, you should, you should show your children how to swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. right context and everything else. So for me, it's like if, if you're a parent and your biggest concern is you know, profanity with your child, you're doing everything wrong. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not the biggest concern. No. You know, they will swear as long as you're there to police it and mm. you're there to make sure they do it in the right context mm. and they, they, they understand that they're a little kid and, they, and no one likes a gobby little shy yeah. swearing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Mm. And, and it's, uh, for me, it's like I, I talk to my son about being charming all the time. Like, you, mm. you know, how important it is to be charming because when you're charming, you know, the, everything opens up around you. People mm. like you more. You make more friends. And one of the things about that is if you swear at people, um, you're not charming. Did, yeah, so have I, you got I'm examples of any a, any charming people in your in your life that that you could perhaps look up to? Yeah, you think I, I used to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Obviously, present company accepted. Of but, Uncle Damien. You know, it, it, like I say, I think the the, the, gla- the French glass of wine thing is a good example. I, think. Uh, I don't know the gay the um the glass of wine is a gateway drink. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> next, next, you know, before yeah. you know it, you're onto an aperitif. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's like they're saying. Then like, you're down in absinthe, whacking out the cognac before nap time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying a four year should have a glass of wine i'm just saying it's it's like that situation because people do say that as an example like brits abroad right uh, yeah we're, we're, we're all like um, being sick and you know defecating and being mm. drunk and getting caught by the police but and, i wouldn't say you should encourage your children to swear but if you happen to if you're talking say i'm me and amanda are sitting there we're chatting away and then mm. i'll naturally come out with and then i didn't get i said i said fuck him and she's like Shh, language mm. that is when i get a little bit mm, yeah. because mm. i just think well I'm saying it now and I'm mm. around him, but you can't be in the situation every time of no. hearing a word like that and trying to put up the barriers around it. He, he's going to hear it eventually. I mean, you are wrong in the sense that, you know, you didn't mean to swear. It just came out. You weren't, you didn't get up there and think, I'm going to say fuck in front of my, you know, yeah, my girlfriend's it, kid, yeah, right? Like you didn't a say list that. of words it, came up in it, my yeah, head again. Exactly. And you I said swear, it. I'm going to go for fuck. But my point, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's exactly. going to happen in, in his family, at school. It's, it's just, he's going to be exposed at some point to it. And I, you know, it might as well be with you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah and, and I think that's, that's the point. So you can't, you can't just like this firewall between them and reality. So I, I don't know why in Frank's mind, like drinking always leads to defecation. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Outside of train spotting, I've not really seen that happen. You just haven't drunk enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it is. You just Fucking stop. At, you, yeah. You stop at a polite point. There's a point I've seen people, I used to have mates, right? Yeah. Who, who like would drink so much. There would yeah. always be urine and feces some point in the later in the evening. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and, and ultimately you stop seeing those people because it's just like embarrassing. I, I people just stop, drink to yeah. a point where they can't function and they they function inappropriately at their bums and willies you know they they, they just it's just it's the worst end to a drinking evening the sunday spit roast 
Conclusions. Okay, guys, so it's the conclusion of the episode. Uh, we've talked about profanity. Uh, we've covered quite a lot. Um, I just want to finish by asking you, you know, what you think broadly about the subject. How, how, is there anything you've learned today? I think for me, what I've realised is that I, I really need to be better at swearing, if anything. Yeah. I think, I think I'd like to sm- uh, swear more. I think I'd like to savour it. I think, if anything, this, this discussion has opened me up to the brilliance of swearing rather than feeling naughty or somehow guilty about it. At the back of my mind, I've always had this feeling that I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing when I'm using bad language. But I think now we've been through it all. We've heard what Alexis had to say. We've done our research. I do think that it's um, just a brilliant part of our language that, that if anything, I should explore more. So basically, swearing is a bit like a sword. Uh, in the wrong hands, it's just horrible. Uh, but in the right hands, you're you're sort of a you know a marksman or you're a you know a swordsman or whatever. So it's, there's a skill to swearing, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to practice at it to get it right. To channel them and you know, like a rapier at people, you've really got to. It could be on your game. If 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 anyone like is to really get offended by it, I can't help. But just sort of say, or ask yourself why you're offended of it. And when the answer keeps on working down almost to like a singularity of you can finally say, well, I don't, I don't know. Then ease off a bit on the offence if the bottom, bottom answer is going to suddenly come to got to come down to I don't know. Surely, yeah, I think so. I mean, for me also, I mean, I think uh, the most insightful thing I heard um, uh, from the three of us was really about the idea that swearing if it's done right almost feels Tourette'sy like you know when you actually are going to say something it has to be something that comes from a part of your brain that um you, you it's almost like you know animalistic you know you you, you mm. people don't just say fiddlesticks when they bang their, their 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 thumb on a hammer it seems to be part of lower part of your brain that's quite quite primeval and I quite like that about it the counter argument to that is that we're evolved human beings so we should be able to maybe move beyond just um uh, allowing ourselves to be controlled by a primal instinct. Maybe being enlightened um, uh, is coming to terms with your uh, primeval self and actually accepting it. Maybe that, that's that's it. So it's, it's something we can't get rid of. It's part of us. Well, well as as both an artist and an intellectual, I, I would like to think that, that my swearing comes from a place of creativity rather than just... Uh, uh, being kind of um, primeval, but, but that's something. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're one and two. That's part of the same thing. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, you think you're separating it like you're like it's something base, and it isn't. I mean, that, that's part of the problem you originally described when you said, "Yeah, I used to think it was bad, right?" But accepting that it isn't, and and coming to terms with it, and actually channeling yeah. it is actually quite good. Like you're being in you know, nature. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like some great songs are people basically just shouting, uh, and shouting is very primeval. So you know, and, yeah. and great creativity yeah. comes yeah. out of that. Am I right? I can't. I quite believe you both let me get away of calling myself an artist and an intellectual. Yeah, I was going to, I didn't want to let it lie too much, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you are both those things, Damien. You are clearly. Um, uh, uh, You've got to believe it to be it, Damien. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, boys. So listen, great episode. I've really appreciated having you on uh, this show today. I think we've all done really well and fabulous uh, getting Alexis Dubas on as well. That was really good. Um, uh, only one thing left to say, it's been another Sunday Spit Roast, guys. Um, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Keep in touch with us via www.sundayspitroast.com or via Twitter at Sunday Spit Roast. Thanks for listening. Bye.